the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast, the podcast for mental grit and resilience. Hosted by V. Binga and Tim Ganley. Hello, this is Tim. And this is V. And we welcome you to another episode of the Spartan Mind Strength Podcast. Today is going to be on the holistic aspect of business using the second chakra. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. And we're back and we're talking about business and the second chakra. And the second chakra is a lot about flow. But uh, before we start going into why it's great for business to have the second chakra working, I want to go back to about 1995-ish. So in 1995, uh, I, I was working in law enforcement. Uh, I had started in law enforcement in 1987, and I really didn't know what flow was. But I knew that there were certain things that I would do that would make things very easy for me. And this goes, this goes back to, and, and truly didn't know what, why things were happening. And I couldn't answer when people would say, well, how'd you know that? Well, I don't know how I knew that. I just knew that. So it was a midnight shift. I was working, I think I was actually even sergeant that night, acting sergeant. And one of the guys pulled over a car. And there were two guys in the car. And they were uh, hanging out. And they had like a broken taillight, speeding, something I don't really even remember. It was about 1.30 at night, 2 o'clock at night. And while we were talking to them, I said, what did you guys steal? And they both looked at me, and they looked at each other, and they said, well, we emptied the uh, freezer from one of the hotels, and we got all the meat. And I said... Is it, where is it? And they said, well, it's in the trunk. And the, the other cop that was with me says, how'd you know they stole something? And I said, I don't know. I just knew that they had stole something by just being with them. And uh, they gave it to us. They emptied out the trunk. We arrested them. Uh, they were very nice. They pled guilty. Everything's done. And But it was just like, People would say, how did you know that? And that's one of the more extreme ones. But then I, I also had a night where a car was going the wrong way, and I was acting sergeant again, and it was going the wrong way down a one-way street, and I stopped him, but something just felt really weird, so I ordered him out of the car instead of just walking up to the car. And when we looked into the car, there was a... Uh, uh, AK-47 sitting on the seat. We also got an, about another 10 guns out of the car. Uh, but uh, he he had no idea, and he kept saying, how did you know that I had that gun there? And it was, it was just, I don't know, but it just felt right. So I always used it as the sixth sense. Yes. And then we go into opening up the uh, personal training studio. And as we were doing personal training, it became very easy to do that. And it was very happy to do that. And more and more clients would come in. And there for a while, I think uh, I was training between 10 and 15 people every day 
of the week in the training studio, except for Sunday. I only trained like six or seven people on that day. But it, it just kept full. It kept being full. And people, well, what's the difference between me and another training studio? I didn't have an answer. It was the flow aspect is what I found out later. But when I was doing that, I all of a sudden I looked outside because I had some kayaks. And I said, you know, we should start kayaking, taking people to an island, do some fitness or yoga, and kayak back. Well, that turned into something huge. So again, it was it was just simple thoughts that came, and people are like, "Well, how'd you think of that?" I, I don't know. It just came, and again, it was flow. So as we decided to close the studio, uh, not close the studio, but get rid of the uh, all the employees, like we talked about in the the first chakra, uh, we decided that we needed to get rid of the employees, the teachers and then focus on creating something new, I realized I hadn't been in the flow in years. I realized that everything had started becoming difficult because I was giving in my ability to make a decision to the, the instructors taking that decisions away from me because they were running the studio basically. Uh, so I had lost flow. So V and I started sitting down and started thinking, how can we get flow back? And we decided first step was, you know, we got rid of all the instructors. So we started working on the first chakra like we talked about last week. But now we needed to figure out how to get flow back. And it was easy. V said it's the second chakra. So tell me a little bit about the second chakra so we can then go into the next step. The second chakra is called Svadhisthana in Sanskrit. And uh, we talk about the second chakra on episode 44 in detail. Uh, real quick, it translates to one's own place, which means it's your self-identity. It's your self-esteem. The root chakra is your awareness of this existence. The second chakra goes more into your own identity. And the second chakra is about trusting the higher power, trusting that you are working with assistance from the higher power, from the universe. The second chakra is about trusting in your own ability to create something great. And with that, we had to sit down and focus on how to create something great. Exactly. So we decided the first chakra, which was last week, what to do. And now we had to decide how to make something great out of the studio because we owned it. You know, yes. it, it's one of those things that you have to, what are you going to do? You yep. own this, that business, yep. that building. So you can't just walk away from it. Uh, you have to come up with something that will create greatness. Exactly. You eliminate with through the first chakra. You trust to eliminate and now you have to trust to create. So, and that's what we decided to do. Yep. And with that, 
we had to create through meditation, through thinking. And when I say meditation, we use, well, V uses a little bit of the traditional, but we use a lot of the... Non-structured meditation. So, and non-structured is a whole different uh, YouTube, or not YouTube, but uh, podcast. Yes. Uh, but it is a completely different style, and that's what really helped get us grounded. Exactly, and get us in the flow. Yes. Yes. And so... Non-structured meditation, can you talk a little bit about that so they know where we're going with non-structured? The non-structured meditation is not about sitting and being quiet. It is about moving, about repetition, about something that you truly enjoy so you can get out of your own way. It's, a, a, it's whatever is going to help you quit thinking using your prefrontal cortex. Uh, for example, people find that running. It's not a, We are not talking about a runner's high where you are in pain. You actually have to work through the runner's exactly. high before you can get to Exactly. The people find that uh, playing piano. People find that knitting. It's where you do something repetitive, most likely. It's easier that way. Something repetitive so that you can quit analyzing things <laughs> and actually find inspiration oh, and there's a great book and i think we mentioned it in the, 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 the rise one. of superman yep. by stephen cadler and that talks a lot about how to get in the flow yes so we knew that there was something out there that we could reach into yeah uh at that time still i think it was more considered uh it was uh that mystical thing yes. out there and it it wasn't mystical and I knew it wasn't mystical, but I knew that it could be captured again. It could be brought into us. So we started doing non-meditation, non-structured meditation. <laughs> and that's what got us starting to think. Because yes. you have to take yourself out of the comfort zone at least somewhere around 4%. Yes. So in order to hit that, you have to be able to take you out of comfort zone 4%. So... We'll talk more about being out of the, the comfort zone and how we did this in the next section. Stay tuned. Do you like what you hear? The Spartan Mind Strength Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast destinations. Please subscribe today and consider leaving us a rating and review. It helps us spread the word and help others find our content. Don't forget to leave a comment and any questions you may have. Tim and V would love to hear from you. And we're back again. And so we were just talking about doing non-structured meditation. meditation. And non-structured meditation is, uh, for us, it was uh, scuba diving. It was rock climbing. It was uh, doing a little bit of surfing. Uh, we threw axes. We shot bows. We did things. We did road trips. We uh, camped. We did things that brought us back into nature. And some of the things took us a little bit out of our comfort zone. 
So we would climb something that was a little bit more difficult. Even if we fell, it still was better than not. So we did things that were a little bit more out of our comfort zone. Even though those things are comfortable to us, they were still challenging, challenging us. us. Yep. Now, with that, we weren't making a business plan doing that. That's not what our goal was. Our goal was to get us back into feeling that ability to have the flow. We needed to truly feel that we were part of the rock or part of the wave or part of the hike, the dirt. So every time we did something, we tried to push ourselves a little bit more so that our ability to think or to uh, not think to not actually, think, actually kick in. Yes. So it wasn't about becoming getting in your head. It was about getting out okay. of your head. Yes. So once we started doing that, and uh, remember I said camping. So at night, we'd be beat and we'd talk about business. Yes. And we'd try to bring ourselves back into that flow that we had earlier in the day. Even though we were beat, tired, we tried to bring ourselves back into that flow so we could start thinking. And that's when everything started kicking in. It started to have that feeling of knowing what the next step was. And I remember I was we were actually at a coffee shop. Uh, it wasn't a Starbucks this time. Uh, it was a coffee shop, and uh, we just started writing down, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. This is this. This is this. It was like the universe was giving me all this information, and it was just going into our pens. Because uh, V usually writes. I don't write well. <laughs> if I write, you can't read it. Uh, so it was literally coming out of our, going into our brain from somewhere and going, coming out our mouths. And we talked about it and it's like, she would say something and I'd say, oh, what about this? And then I'd say something and she's, no, let's do this. And so it was creating. And that's truly the second chakra because it's flow. Second chakra is all about water. So you have to have that second chakra working properly so that you can create. And I know that a lot of times in the the yogic world, the crystal world and stuff, the second chakra is seen as a lower, lower chakra, uh, a fear chakra. And I think that that kicks in when the chakra is not working properly. Uh, you, exactly. you, you get fear. But if the chakra is working properly, you get a lot of flow. And I know that prior to saying we got to shift, we can't keep doing this. And and I'm going to thank several of my or our yoga teachers for making me realize we had to shift. Uh, and but uh, they helped out because it was like we have to we have to either get rid of everything and start all over or just quit, close it. So because of that, that was when I was working in fear. My second chakra was all screwed up because I didn't keep focused on what we needed to do. I had lost that during the, the everything at the studio. But that was fear. That was the chakra not working right. So once we started focusing on it, both of our, chakra, our second chakra working properly, flow started coming in. 
we started realizing what needed to be done next. Now that was effort. That took effort. The first one, getting closing everything, that was fear too. But I knew that we would be able to make the next step because I trusted the first chakra. Exactly. Exactly. You have to trust the universe and then trust yourself. So it's not easy, but it's a simple once once you develop that trust. Yeah. It's not easy to do it, but it is simple. And, and you have the choice. Are you going to, 10 years down the road, are you still going to be feeling this way? Or, yeah. you know, something's got to give. And one of the things, and I, I know that we did, was we got rid of the community that was hurting us, that was yes. taking from us. And we actually started hanging out with us, draining not us. Just taking. <laughs> uh, we started hanging out with people that wanted to see us yes. succeed. Yeah. We started talking to people that were business owners. They weren't yoga teachers. They weren't yoga studio owners. They were business owners that wanted other business owners to succeed. And I know that a lot of people are in that realm of okay, my second chakra is all screwed up, I'm in fear, I do this, I do this. So I'm going to hang out with people that are in the same thing. They exactly. they want, so we want to just sit around and bitch. Yes. And that was what we were in. Yes. And we had to get out of that. Yep. So we started hanging around with people, and it's weird stuff, you know, talking about gold prices. I had never thought that I'd be sitting at a restaurant talking to a restaurant owner about purchasing gold because that was nowhere near my mindset uh, and talking to someone else about making money through stocks and learning about different things like that and and they wanted to see us succeed and that's one of the things that I found as I studied more and more about business is that Business owners that are good business owners want people to succeed, want other businesses to succeed. Business owners that are living out of fear want everybody else to fail. And that's a shift that was very, very hard to make. But once we made it, it was very simple. Yes. And we still don't hang out with people that want to see other people fail. And you might say, oh, who wants to see other people fail? You'll see them. Yes. Yes. Yep. Uh, people want to see everything be the same. And that's an area that you've got to get out of. Yeah. You have to find people that will support you. It's a different community. And so that was one of the steps that we did. So we started working on getting ourselves into the flow. And we started hanging out with people that would keep us in the flow. They challenged our brain. 4% so that we could think about making the studio better. Exactly, because it's easy to be talking about other people. It's easy to be talking about events, but uh, it's not easy to be talking about great ideas. Yes. Correct? Yes. And the thing <laughs> is, is we had to let go of fear yes. of telling somebody what we were doing. Yes. We had to talk about it. We had to trust that this was going to work for us. And we had to also trust that the people we're talking to aren't going to go run to another studio and say, hey, try this. This is how they did it. 
We had to trust that. And we had to trust that if they did, it would actually help us in the long run. Where a lot of people will actually try to keep it quiet and not let it flow. And when you're not letting ideas flow, wealth flow, you're, you're creating that dam and that's closing the second chakra. Yes, and stopping the energy. Stop, that is totally stopping the creative energy. And uh, the resistance, doing, doing fear and resistance and doing things like that, trying to keep even ideas to yourself and everything, all it does is it stops that energy flow. And it tells the higher power that you don't want to create. You're not interested in that. So it was one of those things that we had to work on the first chakra, yes. then we had to work on the second chakra. Yes. And this is where the second chakra took us, is to, it was giving us ideas. Yep. It was giving us the ability to see things that we didn't see a couple weeks earlier. It was giving us the ability to hear things, to talk out, talk to people. It was giving us that, those thoughts, and it really assisted us in the second step. Yes. And what pushed the studio to become what it was. Exactly. So what that means is the moral to the story is if somebody feels stuck in what they are doing, they are afraid of changing things, of anything like that. They are afraid of what others will say or what will happen is do something completely independent of your career, your job, do something, find that play that's gonna challenge you enough in order to get out of your head. Yes. That's the idea. Do something completely off the wall of what your normal is that's gonna challenge you enough to get out of your head and then inspiration will come for that specific thing. Yes. And that, that brings me to one more story. So the studio's running great. So I'm jumping ahead a couple of years. The studio is full. Everything's going great. We're having a wonderful time. We have teachers teaching for, with us. Uh, and I pick up a magazine. And one of where my ideas you, some come from is the bathroom. Uh, so I go into the bathroom. Non-structured meditation. And I'm reading a magazine while I'm non-structured meditating. And I see an ad for stand-up paddle teacher training. And I say, wow, that's cool that people are doing stand-up paddle teacher training. But then I look at it again and it says come to some place for a stand to learn stand up paddling not teacher training for sup yoga but that's what i seen when i first looked at it i seen an ad sup yoga teacher training yoga alliance but that's not what it said the universe said this is what you need to do next and after i structured meditated i came out and said v we need to start doing sup yoga teacher training for yoga alliance and that's yep. a whole nother thing. But again, that was flow. Flow made me see that ad, even though it wasn't an ad for sup yoga teacher training. Exactly. 
exactly. And that's when, and the key is to not second guess yourself. Then just trust and keep going with it. Because the moment you second guess either the universe, the first chakra, or yourself, the second chakra, that's when resistance comes in and things stop flowing. Which, by the way, we were the first SUP Yoga yes. teacher trainings for, with Yoga Alliance. Yes. No one else had done it before that. So, again, it was the universe telling me. It wasn't that, oh, there's other studios out there doing no. SUP Yoga teacher training. No, this was a brand new idea that the universe gave us. Exactly. And because we didn't second guess, we moved forward with it, and that's how we were the first ones. Yep. And it grew dramatically. It grew dramatically, yes. Absolutely. So, time to say night-night. <laughs> Namaste Kala. May we all be well, adapt, and thrive. If you found today's show helpful, please give us a rating, a review, or both. And subscribe to the podcast and never miss an episode. As always, Namaste Kala, which in Greek means, may we all be well. This program, Copyright True Fitness Incorporated, all rights reserved.